Welcome to Taking Over the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast held by me, Boston Schultz. Now, in this week's episode, we're talking to Emily Grinberg, who is a music photographer based in New York City, and we're talking specifically about how to get started in the music industry and just kind of the basics of how we got started and why, but we're also talking about photography as a hobby and balancing that with a full-time job and just being in the music industry with a like full-time career and other career motives. It's such a cool episode to talk to her about her future, what she sees as success, and I'm just so happy that she sat down and talked to me because Emily is so sweet and I'm just excited to share her tips and advice with you. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a good one. So let's dive right into it. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And I just want you to get started giving us a quick intro of how you got started in photography, how long you've been shooting, and give us all the good details about yourself. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. It's such an honor to be talking to you and be on a podcast that so many, you know, badass women and photographers have been on. So this is really exciting for me. Um, so I grew up on Long Island, New York, and then I went to school in Boston, but during my years of college, I did a lot of traveling. So, um, I kind of hopped around through Boston, um, Manhattan, and I also did a term in London. Um, and it's funny because my plan was never to be a photographer. Um, I always knew I wanted to work in music. But photography was never on my radar. I actually, when I was younger, I wanted to be like a big name music journalist for Rolling Stone or Variety or Billboard or something. And um, if you've seen the movie Almost Famous, that's my all time favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And I just I wanted to follow that career trajectory. Um, so then when I got to college, I um, joined all the publications and the radio stations and and I tried to like dip my feet into music journalism. Um, and that's sort of what led me to photography because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but also photography still like as much as I do it as a hobby, it's not my full time job. I, I do work at a record label and throughout all of my internships in college, I kind of discovered that I really want to do other things in the music industry that's not photography but I do love it so much that it is my biggest passion besides work and I've been lucky to grow it into a freelance business from there so I do it on the side um, and I just graduated as well so I'm kind of in the midst of figuring out um, my priorities and it's kind of tough with COVID right now but Um, that's definitely, um, where I'm at and how I got started. Nice. Let's dig into this record label thing since you mentioned it. So you work full-time right now. Are you working from home? Are you like still working with them? And like, how, what is it like working at a record label? What do you do? And like, what, what drives you to that kind of like career path? Mm -hmm. Um, so since I just graduated, um, you know, I started looking for a job right away and it just sucked with the job market being really bad with graduating into yeah. a pandemic. Um, but I really wanted to do anything with live music, um, whether it be touring or production or anything technical on that aspect, anything that kept me on the ground at shows, I wanted to pursue that full time. I didn't care what it was, but Throughout my internships, I did a lot of work with brand partnerships, 
And I started to really like that. And it's such an underrated division in the music industry. And, and people don't realize that, you know, all the money to support artists come from brands, especially now in the pandemic when there's no shows. Um, brand deals are keeping a lot of artists afloat. So I started to look for um, positions within brand partnerships and music. And I got really lucky. I am an assistant at Republic Records on the brand partnership team. And, um, you know, I plan to work my way up. I, I work for a great team. I just started about a month and a half ago. So it's it's That's brand awesome. new. Um, I love it so far. And my team is awesome. It's four of us women. And everyone is so tight-knit. And they're great mentors to me. And I, I'm really excited to grow within the company. But... Um, I was drawn to brand partnerships because they do a lot of events. You know, they do sponsored mm. parties and um, right now it's live streams, but um, a lot of the job is event planning when we're not in a pandemic. So I'm looking forward to getting to do that um, when the time comes. Yeah, for sure. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. But like, what was it like getting a job and switching jobs like during covid right now because i know a lot of people are struggling to find jobs and like you mentioned if you just graduated like into this um what were like your focuses like what have you been doing during this whole covid situation i was so focused on finding a job like i really did not want to move back home when i graduated that was the one thing i i never envisioned myself doing i wanted to move out to Manhattan right away and, and start throwing myself out there and working. Like, mm -hmm. I was looking forward to that so much and obviously it didn't happen. So I did a lot of networking <laughs> for the past few months. I, I'm not kidding. I had like four to five calls a week with people that I just messaged on LinkedIn or friends of friends or past coworkers and bosses that I had just to sort of chat with them and see what they're doing during the pandemic and telling them that I graduated. And um, I kind of put myself on everyone's radar so they knew I was looking for jobs. And then everyone was really awesome. And they would start to send me postings and email me to see how I'm doing. Um, so it was honestly, my time was really occupied by looking for a job, which was not the healthiest because I was on my computer and email like 24 seven checking all the time. Yeah. But um, I think it paid off. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it sounds like you have, like, a good option, like, a good situation For right sure. now with your job. Yeah, I'm really so excited that's really about exciting. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, talking a little bit more about photography, uh, you mentioned, like, photography being more of, like, a hobby versus, like, a career where you're currently, like, working for a record label. I would love to talk to you about, like, your goals with photography more so when it comes to, like, a hobby, because I know a lot of the people that I've talked to um, when it comes to music photography, they're like, this is my everything. I want to make it my whole career. Um, is that the same case for you? Or are you using it more as like an escape, something that's fun for you? Like, what are your goals and like, what are you trying to do with your photography? I think it's definitely something more fun for me, um, rather than a career goal to be like, um, a photographer for a big name band and go on tour and have my photos published in these big magazines. I mean, all of that would be amazing. 
but mm-hmm. I do have other career goals like I talked about with where I am right now at the label um but I first started like I said because of doing concert journalism and that's what I originally thought I wanted to do and then that changed throughout mm-hmm. college um I still love writing but um one day um a publicist for a show that I was reviewing asked if I could shoot photos as well. And I didn't want to say no, because, you know, you can risk having your pass taken away. And I really want to go to that show. And, you know, they can't fill everyone's passes. They have a limited guest list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't want to give them any issues. So I borrowed a friend's camera, di- didn't know what I was doing at all, like completely clueless. The photos came out horribly. Um, I never want to see those photos again. Like they're so bad. Um, and I did that once. And then about two years later, I was asked again for a show to shoot that I was reviewing. And by that point, I had been in the music industry a little more throughout college and my internship. I met friends that have been concert photographers, but, um, I had never done it myself besides that one show, but I was definitely more knowledgeable. So I borrowed another friend's camera and I knew how to use it this time. And the photos came out surprisingly really well. And it was just the coolest feeling to see how good they Mm. came out and then to see them be posted on my publications um, article on the website and have something physical to share with like my followers and my friends and family. It was just like an unexplainable feeling to have like such a cool piece of content. Um, So I borrowed cameras again for like the next two to three shows Um, because publicists Mm -hmm. continued to ask like oh can you shoot the show as well and then um, I eventually bought my own camera um, and then I started doing it more and more and since I love going to concerts like in my free time I I just go to shows and photography gave me another reason to be at those shows and most of the time for free which is awesome Um, Mm -hmm. I just continued to do that and I learned how to use my camera I learned how to edit and use Lightroom and and Photoshop and everything. Um, And I just, I loved building up my catalog of photos and and having something to show people. Um, And it became fun to me. And I just loved it so much that I kept doing it so much that it sort of became like a freelance career because I also started doing it for myself and not just publication. I will actually freelance to a band just under my name. Um, So yeah, I, I really want it to stay a hobby I I don't want it to eventually feel like work because I've talked to so many people in my career so far that work in the industry that going to shows becomes like a burden to them because they have to do it so much for work. And I never want to get that feeling. I want to keep it um, as something that I actually love to do and will hopefully continue to do, you know, on the weekends and and after work at night um, in the future. I also have like like a day job quote unquote. So for me, like photography is perfect because it's nights and weekends. Right. It's awesome. So I, yeah, I can go to my job and then have like a kind of like stress reliever, something that's really fun for me. And something that you said that like really resonates with me is like, I, I never want it to feel like a burden. Like I would always want it just like continue going to shows and if it ever gets to a point where I'm like, oh, this is, this is a lot of work. Like, I don't, I don't really want to be doing it. It's not fun anymore. Um, but yeah, that's, 
that's such a nice like perspective to have and like just keep focused on like doing something that makes you happy and moving forward with that. Exactly. And with my job now, you know, when we return to events one day, um, hopefully I'll be able to use my skills as a photographer and help my team out and, you know, capture photos of the event for our files. And so we know what the space looked like and and be able to use that within my career as well, I think would be a great integration. So you mentioned uh, like working with an online like publication and stuff. How did you get started working with them where you you came in as a specific writer, correct? Yeah. And did you just like find them online and apply and say, hey, I want to write for you? Or how did you create that connection and that opportunity? It's actually a really funny story. Um, When I started college, I joined the radio station and that's when I first had my my first opportunity to go to shows with a press pass and and do a write-up and have that be published for everyone to see. Um, And it was considered a club at my school. So, you know, they advertised to all the students at the fair and everything and anyone could join. So it was open to everyone. Um, So I did that. And then my LinkedIn, I added a skill that was like concert journalism, just because I just started college. I was building up my LinkedIn, getting ready to apply to internships and stuff had to put everything on there. So it said concert journalism. And I got an email from this random person I had never spoken to before that was like, hey, I noticed one of your skills was concert journalism. I started this new publication um, and I'm trying to grow our team. Are you interested? And I was like, this is so cool. Like that had never happened to me before that someone had reached out to me. Um, So I said yes. And it's really cool because I joined that publication when it started out and it was very small. Like they didn't have much recognition at all. And I look at it now. I, I recently left the publication because um, of my full-time job, but I hope to go back mm-hmm. maybe when I start shooting again, um, when shows return. But the publication has grown so much and we're able to be recognized by much larger bands that give us passes to shows. Um, and mm-hmm. I was with them for about three, three and a half years. I've only ever written for that publication and the radio station. Never felt the need to switch or try out a new one because I love them so much and, and we just worked really well together. That's really cool that they reached out to you. I know. That's such like a nice <laughs> feeling to be like, okay, someone actually cares about what I'm doing and wants to hire me. Totally. It was really nice. That's really cool. So when it comes to like your music photography, do you have like one um, accomplishment or something that you've done that like sticks in your mind that you like to like remember on or like brag about? I want to like let you take a moment to say like if there's something that you've done that you've really enjoyed as like an accomplishment or some sort of success for you, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, for starters, I think anytime an artist reposts my photos on socials is always such a cool feeling um, because honestly, the majority of the time as an emerging photographer, and I only started about a year and a half, two years ago, I don't get that much recognition from my photos. Usually they just kind of, they go up on my publication site, but the band never really uses them for anything. Um, so there have been a few instances where I have been reposted by artists, which is really cool. I always get new followers yeah. for my photo account and it just, you know, I always screenshot it so I have it forever and just to remember that is fun. Um, but specifically, if I can think of like one story, 
It would be when I shot the Lumineers last fall. Mm, Um, They are one of my all-time favorite bands. I've probably seen them, I don't know, five or six times. And this is when I was studying abroad in London. And um, I got a pass through my publication, which was so cool. And this was my very first arena show that I've shot. I've only done, like, small clubs and theaters, a few outdoor amphitheaters, but that's it. Never, like, an arena-level show. So... That was super exciting, but definitely really intimidating for me. Um, It was a whole new experience, Um, but the photos came out amazing. And this is my like claim to fame, but um, I love to brag about this. Um, Wesley Schultz, who's the lead singer of the band, um, followed my photo Insta and he personally DM'd me to ask for all of the photo files, which was just unreal. I woke up in the middle of the night to that notification. Yeah, and, like, it was crazy because I'll, like, go to his Instagram and he only follows, like, 70 or 80 people and, like, one of them is my photo account. Um, So that's always a fun story that I love to tell people and just that entire experience was insane to me. And I hope to shoot more arena shows um, eventually. That's awesome. I love that. I love that, like, an artist is, like, appreciative of the work that you do and like follows you it's just like that kindness you know and recognition of your work that's that's awesome I love that story um when it comes to photography I wanted to talk a little bit about your style like when you're at a concert like what are you trying to capture like what do you have to have in a shot like for a lot of people that are looking for like movement or like smiles or something like new like what are you when you're at a show trying to capture something what are you like hoping to capture and walk away from that show with Recently, in the past few shows I shot before the shutdown, I have gotten really into crowd shots. I used to only use, you know, the three pit songs to focus on the artist. And I was like, so stressed, freaking out that I have to have at least one good shot. Because in the beginning, when Mm -hmm. I wasn't very good, like it took a lot to get a good shot. But now I'm much more experienced. But um, I've been doing a lot of crowd shots and I love turning around the other way and facing the audience and you know everyone gets so excited when they get a camera pointed at them and they make for some really cool shots and I love focusing on the audience because that's where all the energy comes from. So Mm -hmm. that recently has been my favorite thing to do. Um, I also have gotten in the habit of trying to watch like the first three songs on YouTube if it's available the night before I shoot. to figure out what the lighting is like so I can be prepared, but mostly for any cues of any big moments that happen, like confetti Mm. cannons or smoke bombs or if the artist goes into the crowd, which happens a lot, um, I want to be prepared because those moments happen so fast and they they go very quickly. Um, So anything, you know, unusual I try to capture because when there's a lot of other photographers in the pit, like everyone's photos tend to look pretty similar besides editing style and and that kind of stuff but you know everyone's shooting the same thing so I do what I can to stand out with my photos yeah yeah having an understanding of like those special moments and like what to be prepared for super helpful because you're 100% correct they go by so fast yeah and then I get so mad when I miss them because that does happen sometimes too and you're like oh if I only was paying attention for like one more second um I would love to hear like if you have any bucket list shows like what's on your list that you definitely want to shoot 
Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> um, I am like a huge grunge fan. So my all-time favorite band is Nirvana. Obviously, they're not around anymore. But second favorite would be the Foo Fighters. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Dave Grohl stan. Like, I'm obsessed with him. And... <laughs> Um, I've only seen them once, like when I was pretty young, and I would love to shoot them. Just like his stage presence and all of the mm-hmm. band members are absolutely insane, and that would just be such a cool show to shoot. Um, I also would love to shoot a festival. Um, one, because a lot of the acts are in the daytime, and that's always nice shooting in daylight and not having to worry mm-hmm. about um, crappy lighting, but also just to have, you know, such a wide variety of artists at your fingertips to pick and choose who you want to go see and who you want to shoot and if if one acts not too good you can just run to the other one like that would be such a cool experience because I've only ever done shows I haven't done festivals yet yeah I love festivals yeah I love going to them (laughs) yeah yeah for sure you can get like such a variety of shots like different bands different types of bands and then also uh like you were talking about crowd shots like you can do the same thing at festivals and even get like those one-on-one portraits of people and like their vibe at a festival so yeah very cool um i want to hear a little bit more about the industry in new york city and you talked about how you've also um been in like boston and london so like i wanted to hear about the industry across these different cities like what you like what makes you like stay in new york like i just want to hear about like the different kinds of things going on in the industry because i'm in los angeles so i know about the la industry but not necessarily anywhere else so i'd love to hear your thoughts and everything yeah um the industry in boston is pretty small there's a good amount of venues around there um but like the acts that I've shot, I've kind of stayed at the same few. Um, and it's cool because you see the same photographers. It's a small enough community in Boston where I've gotten to know a bunch of the people I shoot with for other publications. Um, so they're always there. I know who to find and who to be with. And it's cool to have like made photographer friends in in Boston, which is really nice. Um, there's some cool venues there. Um, it's pretty easy to get um, photo passes for shows because it is such a small community as opposed to Manhattan where getting approved for a show is much harder and the competition is mm. a little crazy because the amount of concert photographers in, in New York City and people come from New Jersey and the five boroughs and it's just there's so many people and there's only so many passes for each show that can be given out especially bigger name artists where they're like really cracking down on on who they want in the pit um Mm -hmm. so I found that in New York it's definitely a little bit tougher um but if you're aligned with a great publication and you have work to show then you should be fine and I'm happy that I've been with Sound Digest because um that's the name of my publication because um they have great recognition and, and I've gotten to shoot some pretty cool shows in New York City for them um there's so many venues in Manhattan, and I have not explored all of them yet. I've only lived there um, for two separate internships, so a total of, like, like nine months altogether. Um, I can't wait to move back when the pandemic is over um, and explore other venues. Um, yeah. But New York City is so cool. There, there's a show every night at a bar or a big venue. Like, you can always find a show. 
Um, and then London is pretty similar to New York. Another huge market, a lot of people competing for um, photo passes at the same shows. Uh, also really awesome venues. And unfortunately, I was only there for one semester, so I didn't get to explore as much as I would have liked to. Um, but yeah, I really love all three cities that I've shot in. I, I don't think I could pick a favorite. That's really nice to hear that you like all of the cities and everything. And I have, it's kind of hard because with knowing like the current situation that we're in and everything, it's like, okay, yeah, there's a ton of venues, but like how many of them are going to make it out of this situation? So like, that's what I'm personally concerned about, especially in like these big cities like New York, London, like uh, LA, that's like top of my like concern list to be honest i'm like how many of these are still going to be standing when we come back um because a lot of people well that's i guess that leads into another question that i have how many people are still going to live shows like are most of the venues that you go and shoot at like are the places packed like does it seem like the um the people of the city are just like really into live shows still or is it kind of like not as full I think they're still pretty into live shows. Um, I haven't really seen um, many empty shows. They're either sold out or, you know, almost at capacity. Um, I have been to a few smaller, like, intimate club shows where just the cap is much smaller, so there's less people there. But I have to say, I haven't really been to, like, an empty show. Maybe it's just because... Oh, that's great. The artists that I've wanted to shoot have been, like, more of my favorite, like, bigger artists. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think, you know, the desire for live music will always be around, and more so than ever in a few months, hopefully, knock on wood, um, when yeah. shows return, it I feel like it's going to be crazy, like eventually when things are safe again I'm just envisioning like this explosion of live entertainment and people are going to be out every night and you know I'm going to be out every night because I can't take being home any longer and <laughs> I think it's really going to thrive when when shows come back eventually yeah. safely yeah fingers crossed I really yeah. hope so I mean like we've seen that high demand for these like drive-in shows and I don't know how many of those you have out in New York um, but I haven't been hearing a lot about them, but like when they pop up, they're like completely sold out like immediately mm -hmm. because everyone's like, get me out of my house. <laughs> yeah, so. they, there was a drive-in show a few months ago in the Hamptons on Long Island that the Chainsmokers did. I don't know if you heard about that whole thing. Oh, wasn't that like where the crowd like came up to the yeah the stage? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that's like a pretty close drive to me. So when I saw that pop up, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I need to shoot this show. Like let me email every single person that I can. I probably sent like ten emails to every single person connected to this show that I could find mm -hmm. to try and get a photo pass. Um, and unfortunately, they they got back to me and they they weren't doing photo passes for this show because of COVID protocols and they had to keep it safe and, and it was very limited who was allowed on site, um, which is understandable. But then it came uh -huh. out that um, they weren't following the rules anyway. So I kind of dodged a bullet there. I'm glad I didn't go. But um, that there hasn't been too many drive-in shows around here. Um, as soon as more pop up, hopefully, I'm, I'm going to try to get passes. But um, 
they've mostly been in like states that aren't near me so I don't know yeah I feel like there's you know well in California I feel like people have more cars than people in New York so it like kind of makes sense that like over on our coast like we would have more drive-ins but like that's kind of that'd be impossible I feel like to do in New York City like in Manhattan specifically like no one has cars like what are you (laughs) but I don't know it's it's an interesting concept I just haven't seen too many of them come through and I'm like really curious about kind of like what you mentioned like the protocols whether or not like things are actually safe um really curious to try one out but I haven't gotten to that point (laughs) (laughs) one day one day we'll get there um pivoting real quick I wanted to talk a little bit about like sexism in the industry because this is a topic that comes up a lot um and I love talking about it and just like hearing your take on like whether or not you've experienced any sexism or any sort of prejudices in the industry or if like your experience has been good and like solid so far I just love hearing personal opinions about this topic Yeah, obviously it's a huge issue in the music industry, you know, and it's so male dominated and you see stories every day of things that come out in like really unfortunate situations. Um, I feel very lucky that I have personally not experienced anything significant in that realm. Um, You know, I am still relatively new to the industry, just graduated, only been interning for, you know, throughout college. So I've got a long road ahead of me and, and I hope to stay this way with no, no big issues. Um, but I have had a great experience so far, which I'm very happy to say because many people that I know have not had such great experiences. And, you know, it's it's horrible and things do need to change. But um, speaking from experience, I, I don't have any specific um, stories to tell. That's great to hear that, like, you've been able to have, like, good experiences throughout the industry and everything. And speaking of, like, the industry being male-dominated, do you see a lot more, like, men in the pit versus women? Or is it, like, growing and getting better? Like, what have been your perspectives over the years of, like, you being in the industry? I feel like in Boston, I've actually seen more women in the pit. Um, That's really I'm not cool. sure why. I mean, Boston is is a college city there's so many universities so the um, population is literally like all college students and shows are dominated by college students and for some reason most of the photographers that I've gotten to know in Boston have all been young women in college that are in schools that are around me um, which is cool London actually was more male um I don't know what that has to do with or anything. Um, And in New York City, I feel like it was was pretty balanced. Um, But, like, I personally, since I'm kind of new to photography, I get intimidated when I'm in the pit with this guy that has, like, you know, three straps of, like, ten cameras and a bunch of lenses, and I'm sitting there with, like, my Canon Rebel, which is the camera that I use, which is a beginner camera. Um... And, you know, my photos always come out great, but it's definitely intimidating when you're standing in there with people that have all this gear and, you know, they kind of just give you a look and and I'm just like, sorry, I'm here with my Canon Rebel. But um, yeah, I I felt that intimidation factor from men in the pit before, but no one's ever said anything to me. Like people are always really nice 
some people will just ignore you and, and do their own thing, which is fine. But um, yeah, that's my experience. It is definitely like terrifying to be in the pit with someone that has like, I don't know what it is. Like with them having like huge amounts of gear and like really expensive gear. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why <Yeah>. are you <laughs> like, this is insane. Why do you need all of this for this show? Um, because most of the time I think it's overkill. Like you said, like having even like a rebel or a beginner camera, like you can produce amazing photos. So it's like, don't like, first of all, don't judge people for the gear that they have, but also like, I'm going to maybe judge the opposite way. If you have too much gear, that's just <laughs> weird to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've definitely experienced that before where like the quote unquote gear snobs uh, yeah. seem to be a little bit judgmental and it's, yeah. it's, it's hard because there's also a lot that I try and relate to younger people getting started in the music industry is like, this shit's expensive. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's so hard to get started in the industry anyway. And, like, you don't need to buy all of this gear. Like, don't let someone pressure you into saying that you need all of that gear. And, like, please ignore all the side eye from, like, photographers that have all of that gear. Because it's definitely not something that you need to follow. So, it's funny that that's happened to you and stuff before because... I feel like that that's like everywhere. That's all over the world. People are like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have my Canon Rebel and I use the kit lens and then I bought a 50 millimeter, which I am obsessed mm -hmm. with because it's it's great for low light at night and inside at shows. Um, and I switched between those two lenses and I've been fine. I was actually going to buy a better one um, a few months ago before the shutdown and I'm glad I didn't because it would have been a waste of money for right now, but um, I do plan on getting another lens, one one that zooms and is like wider because the 50 is is pretty limited. Yeah, yeah. I shot for I think a solid year on the 50, like 1.8, and the only issue that I had with it is like, if the band is really close to you, you can't like back up. If you're in the pit like you're backed up against the the wall and it, there's nothing there's nowhere else for you to go and you're exactly. shooting at 50 millimeters and it's like okay you got a nice close-up of their face and that's about it but yeah that's a great lens to have and it's it's funny that with right now and COVID and everything there there was so much gear that I wanted to get there was so many things I wanted to do and then it's just like Ah, forget about it. <laughs> like, not happening at all. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so to, like, wrap up all of this conversation, the last thing that I wanted to ask you was, like, your best piece of advice that you've received about your career or, like, the music industry or photography. Like, what's the best piece of advice that you want to pass on to everyone that's listening? For photography, um shooting raw because I did not know that when I started um, and it makes things much easier in post-production editing and mm -hmm. that was just such an obvious piece of advice that someone told me one day and I was like oh yeah I probably should do that so shooting raw and make friends with venue security 
because down the road that is going to help you when you get to know them and they let you backstage or they let you stay in the pit for the whole performance or they let you into the venue and you don't have a ticket um so that is super helpful um that would be my photography advice but for my career in general um through all of the other divisions of the industry that I've worked in um just be nice to everyone because you never know who is going to help you down the road and and who you're going to run into, especially um, being in so many past internship programs for me and becoming friends with, like, so many interns. Like, I've been told, we're the ones that are going to be running the music industry one day, and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be someone's boss one day, or they're going to want to hire me, and it's just, like, you don't want to have beef with anyone because, you know, who knows who's going to work with you in the future or who's going to spread news and gossip to other people just always you know put on a happy face help people out when you can and they'll return the favor one day i love that well thank you so much emily for joining me today and can you give a quick shout out for everyone where to find you on like social media your website all of that yeah um my personal instagram is emily grinberg so it's just my full name my photo instagram is m jordan photos and my website is emilygrinberg.com awesome thank you so much again for joining me it was so fun just to sit down and chat with you and i really hope that i'll see you in the pit me too